Thank you, Tristan. To give a little background on our selection process for this first season, we'll be... Uh, <clears throat> to give us a little uh, background on our selection process for this first season, we will... Be, mm. Whoa. Oh, look, another, another glorious morning. <laughs> Jeez, gonna, uh, go get I another witch's titty. He's got to have a pair. <laughs> He's got to have a pair. It's like, if you have one, you have to have two. <laughs> it's a pair of titties. Are we ready? I think we're ready. Here we go. Okay. Oh, cheers. Oh, down the hatch. Down the hatch. Oh, it's on my nose. Oh, God. It's on my nose. Oh, that's Uh, disgusting. uh, It's on my nose. It's on my nose. It's literally. Oh, my God. Dude. Lips like like above your Whew. lips, like right here. Uh, I, like, I think that's what lovely. Was that? It was a witch's t- it was br- a witch's brew, brew. witch's brew cocktail. Oh tit. my god! I don't like tits. But I like this. <laughs> uh, I all right. Tits. I like the sugar. We need more sugar. Yeah, I, like your I think it's delicious. I think Eddie, I got it on my nose too. Ah, <laughs> uh, on All Hallows Eve, when the moon is round, a virgin will summon us from under the ground. <laughs> Hey, hey, and welcome to Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis to movies from our private collections, and tonight we have a few guests trying desperately to keep up. (laughs) We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Jeremiah. What up, yo? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the witch. Uh, Eddie? What's going on, guys? And tonight we have a bevy of help from our resident witches, Mary Rose. No. <laughs> and Christy. Hey. <laughs> With every review. <laughs> ah, you guys can't speak louder. It's okay. <laughs> With every review, we let you know how many drinks it takes to get through each movie selection at the end of the podcast. We'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero is the perfect film, which you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five is a terrible film that you must be blackout drunk to enjoy. In addition to our review, we pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. We invite you now to shake, stir, or mix the cocktail we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review. For legal reasons, we don't condone or encourage anyone under the age of 21 to drink along with us. And of course, because we live in a society where people are stupid. Stupid. Dumb dumbs. We must ask you please not to drink and drive if you're listening to us in the car. Jeremy, what movie do we have tonight? Tonight we have the 1993's Halloween classic, Hocus Pocus, this American fantasy comedy directed by Kenny Ortega, features fantastical performances by Bette Miller, Kathy Najimy, and Sarika Jessica Parker. SJP. (laughs) (laughs) The film follows villainous yet comedic trios of witches called the Sanderson Sisters, who are inadvertently (laughs) resurrected by a teenage boy in Salem, Massachusetts on Halloween night. Now, the movie was not a critical or commercial success upon its release, possibly losing Disney around $16.5 million. It's okay. They're doing pretty well these days. Uh, However, Hocus Pocus has become a cult film largely from the annual airings on the Disney Channel, the Hardmark Channels, and whatever Fox Family Channels there are these days. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think uh, across America, this is a Halloween staple in every home known to mankind. And is it always good to have the Fox Family Channel? The, f- the Fox. 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 Can you? Oh, Mom. Mom. cheese and rice. We Mary gave Rose. her a cocktail. You can erase me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, why don't you take us through the cocktail? 
As we mentioned, with each movie, we tried to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story with a cocktail. For instance, when we watch a Bond movie, we will pair it with a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred, with a lemon peel. Sometimes the drink will be referenced directly in the film, and other times the drink will simply be inspired by the film. Tonight, since we have a group pick, I will ask Eddie to present the cocktail. Eddie? Thank you, ladies. Wow. Thank, right? That was wow. Uh, she rose, Christy. Wow. She, she done went yeah. to school then. Yeah, let me... <laughs> she done can read. Yeah, let me she go ahead read. and take my time. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight's pairing is a witch's brew cocktail. The titty. <laughs> lovely, lovely. It, it's a purple sugar rim shot worthy of the Sanderson sisters' magic spellbook. Purple in the color, this cocktail embraces this color, playfulness, and fantasy nature of the film. To make this cocktail, you will need some sugar, vodka, raspberry liqueur, purple food coloring. As usual, you can see our full, full recipe on the website at thegentlemanpodcast.com or see our weekly pictures that we post on Instagram at the.gentlemanpodcast. So I will say this. Uh, all the pictures on the, um, on the Instagram are meticulously crafted by our resident uh, Jeremy. So I just want to let you know oh, yeah. they're very They good. are lovely. Yeah. I also, lovely. I also have to take credit for one. I was here when with the brownies. <laughs> and I think it was Garden State. And yeah. So. Well, for taking credit, you know. I did the one brownie that's upside down. Makes the dream work. Give a little background on our selection process for this first season. We will be reviewing movies that are important to each of us. These are movies that we feel have in some way shaped how stories have been told throughout time and even how they will be told on the future on screen mm -hmm. on the future huh in on the, the future yeah in the future or edit that yeah. edit that or, or, or ah, on yeah. the future I had might trouble, be better I had than you give a little background I had trouble reading this and they gave me I shit I mean back to the future I mean so, don't you I don't think you need to do it I think this is really good actually to give a, one no, more time no no I think it's really good I'm gonna go with it I don't want people to think I you know I can't read we're talking about we know you Come on, here we go. You can't spell either. <laughs> I mean, the gentile man's like three and a half gentile I like man. I like this podcast. Gentile <laughs> what? What is a gentile man? Jeremy, let's keep keep going. So we won't be talking about the movie straight through. Instead, we'll let our conversations flow naturally. That said, we'll be touching on different films. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk with my hands like that, brah. You did the first episode. So we won't be talking about the movie straight through. Instead, we'll let our conversations flow naturally. That said, we'll be touching on different film aspects, including plot, characters, direction, music, cinematography, and anything else that might come up. Okay, so right, I want I want the audience to know this. At, at 10 minutes and 39 seconds, we are through the introduction of this damn podcast. Now All right. Timing. Now I'm going to start. Hocus Pocus is a film. Uh, it was a group selection from kind of all of the hosts. We decided this was a Halloween classic. And uh, I want to kind of start by talking a little bit about the characters and, and kind of the impact of this film. Because for me, this was the quintessential Halloween film that I watched when I was a kid. I remember waiting for it to come on during the Halloween season. I love Halloween. It Halloween's was the first favorite. one mom would let us watch because it was not creepy and rated R. That's well, true. There was very little blood. Oh, by the way, this is my no mother blood. is Mary Rose and my <laughs> no sister is Christy, so this Even is when the be... cat dies, when it gets run over, okay. there's no blood. So and you, the cat always so, comes uh, out. I'm kind of curious. You, you did not want him to watch this film, but it's about you know witches killing children. 
Um, you know, sucking out their soul. You know, yeah. I never really thought about that. <laughs> I mean, they literally kill children in the movie. Well, mom's kind of creepy well, anyway. So. The first, in the first five minutes, they sacrifice a child. They did. Cute. They it did. But it was, was funny. Very, it would be better if she was ugly because then we could be okay. No. You know? that's, no. just, that's, that's how the witches stay young. Too. They suck out the, the, lives the, life, of children. the lives of children. But it was funny because they had a toe fight. I mean, there was a lot of stuff Oh, the toe up. fight. Yeah, the, toe the dead man's toe fight. Make it a fresh one. And then Sarah just did like anybody see dead that the dead toe. man's, dead man's toe, toe got caught in Bette Midler's cloak? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and then Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm gonna really, I'm gonna say that she's SJP at this point SJP. because that's like, like you know, way too many words for me to really do. She looked good in this film. She looked phenomenal. Oh my she god, was amazing! Like, you know, uh, she's better than she looked. She's, she's better than she, she, she ever looked just, at in uh, what Sex in the City. You just would have sucked on her witch's titty. Just her. You just called by her real name in the in the movie. Her name Sarah. is Sarah. <laughs> Eddie. Wait I, feel like, I feel like when she got the script, she was like, there's only 83 words on this piece She's of like, paper. A muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. That's a, a good looking spider. I'm going to yeah. eat it. Oh, and, oh, little trivia. She really ate the spider. Oh, It really? wasn't a real spider. Uh, yeah, she really ate the spider. Trivia. I read it. <laughs> so one of the things that I absolutely loved about the movie is that you can actually watch this movie 100% of the way through and then come back and watch it again and just watch Sarah Jessica Parker and she steals every scene she's in. Oh, she totally she's does. always wandering off or doing something and you're she's just always in the she's background. In, she's in her own world just kind of hanging out, relaxing, maxing her cool. Or climbing some... that gate, the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is she going? <laughs> this was one of those movies for me too also like you could be doing anything. Like you're not gonna watch. Sometimes I don't know. You could, but like for me, you had the pumpkin carving at the same time, and you had you were doing the other stuff throughout the whole movie. You it was, was kind of like one of those really kind of cool, one of those yeah. Christmas movies where you just kind of put on yeah. and watch them all throughout the season, yeah. even if you're not sitting down to watch it start yeah. to finish. It does have a Hallmark feel to it. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, a little grittier than Hallmark. So, do you know who we're supposed? <laughs> they do hang the witches. Do you know There's Mary? That. Who was supposed to play Mary? Rosie yeah. O'Donnell, I Rosie, think. Yes. Yeah. And who was supposed to play Max? I don't Leonardo know. Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. He and pretty no much way. said Leo no to this one. What did he decide to do? Yeah. Leo would have totally been able yeah. to get that chick. Oh, this guy could not this get way. that chick ever. That's what I'm saying. Max could not buy Never. this guy. He could not buy this guy. Leo, Leo he did pretty good himself. He did uh, wait, wait, wait. What's Eden Gilbert Grape. Oh, well, you know, that, you know. Disney was like offering Leo so much money for this role. Like, dude, we will give you whatever you want. But how do you think it would be different with Leonardo DiCaprio? I don't think it would be as good because he would have taken it too seriously. Yeah, I, would I agree. Be, it would I be agree. a lot more This blonde. cast is perfect. And I think movie. Leo is literally one of the greatest actors of our generation. I think he is. He's fantastic. And he looks like Sean. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like he's, your doppelganger. Jeez. That's just not true. I would have definitely believed that this guy, Leo, would have more of a chance with, you know. Absolutely. You know, the, oh, yeah, you with, know uh, but this is the whole thing. He's not believable because Leo would never be a virgin, ever. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Maybe this was an error. <laughs> I'm looking at Sean now as Leo. I never really thought about that. So my mom's it's friend, uh, when, when, when I was growing up, um, she was watching TV or something. And it was an interview with Leonardo DiCaprio, and so, and she calls. She yeah. calls me up, and she <laughs> no, but um, she's she she calls my mom, and she goes, "Is Sean on TV?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, of course not." And then he goes, and it's Leonardo DiCaprio giving an interview. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, J- uh, Jeremy, you know, obviously you're the same household, so you kind of grew up. Ni- 1993, we were like... I Let's put it this way. This movie, 
I didn't really get into the bad wing of this type of movie. To me, I was just like, I didn't really care for it. It didn't really speak for me or anything like that. You got to understand, like, when this movie, when this movie came out, Nightmare Before Christmas came out in the same year, and that movie gravitated more as me than this particular film. This movie gravitated towards me. Is yeah. it because you're no. darker? You're, you're know. a sensitive How old man. were you? How, <laughs> so he, he was Matt. I was Danny. I was like... <laughs> I was like, Matt, stop being a teenager. And Danny and was, just, was totally And all cool. Jeremy would do is like, hard play his drums. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about his bedroom, dude. dude. Okay, so that's something that pissed me off, and we'll get to it in a little bit. Yeah. But the house was incredible. Amazing. He was yeah. pissed Beautiful. off. He had Beautiful. a tower. Oh, my God. Like, can we talk about the stairs in his own room? <laughs> he had his own staircase. Yeah, he had a, a fish tank. Oh, yeah, the fish tank and everything. Yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, he goes, hey, guys, and he feeds them, and I'm like, Wow, like this kid has it all. Do you think there was a TV? No, he had a drum okay, set. But do you want the mom to wear a pointy bra? Like, like Madonna? well, it was like Madonna. 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 <laughs> Madonna. She has, you get it, right? You're, you're not just exposing your It was seriously like the typical 90s Californian type of kid that's got moving to the East Coast. Yes. I am so upset. I'm wearing my tie dye shirt. You don't understand me, but you know what? I'm the new kid in the town, so you know what up? That's what it was. So before we get actually to the to the characters, we have kind of the opening of the movie, which is the Sanderson sisters in 18, 1683, whatever the... I don't know. No, I replayed 1693. it. 1693. 1693, because it's 300 years right. exactly. And I can't... I, I, You're right. In Very addition good. to my can't Here's spell, my... I also can't do math. Uh, so one of the things that I thought was interesting was they aged up all of the witches so they actually at the very beginning you had them looking kind of yes they did a little older and and when emily goes missing that's thackeray binks's do- uh, sister i've been waiting to say so that name cute thackeray thackeray uh so you've got kind of i think you're introduced to the characters in, in the best absolute best way possible so they're older that you know you kind of get the theme of the movie they're trying to eat children to get young and you've got them doing this this beautiful excuse me what? they don't eat the children they take their youth essence essence not they don't eat them they're not like <laughs> so, gingerbread but, but like the, hansel and gretel but the child dies right the child yeah. dies yeah, exactly same result. so it's like eating them <laughs> and is it worse again, than this actually is a chewing it or movie. taking the soul of no the children. it's all bad but they take their <laughs> essence they don't eat them so one of the things that i absolutely love is is the costumes and just the the richness of the little hut that they're in and they're doing this this great scene where they're looking at book and they're they're trying to book yeah book is a character and you know uh, and they're they're getting the um, uh, the recipe for the uh, which I think if that's the basis of your life you would memorize the recipe. I don't know. Is it just oh, me? seriously? But who rec- no. who memorizes a recipe? <laughs> that's why you have a recipe card or a book. That's true. If it's something that's supposed like, to make you like live forever, I think you want to take the initiative to actually try <laughs> to remember that. Well, that's true. That's so true. <laughs> No. Of all the recipes, that's the one you want to remember. <laughs> yeah, the one that keeps you alive. I agree though with the just the costumes. Like it was on point. Like everyone with the whole the whole lines. Like you can tell. Like the the Sanderson sisters, they were just like enjoying doing this movie. You can tell. Like everyone was on point, especially with the was what it what's the main character besides uh, Sarah? Midler? Yes, Bette Midler. Oh, that would sorry. be Winifred. Winifred. Win- Winifred. Yep. I oh feel like she was the only frightening like witch out of the whole crew, the, you know. She was the only one with a brain. You know, but she seemed like she was the worst. She seemed like she was like the scariest one. I feel like Sarah Justin Parker. I felt like they stereotyped her, like you know, oh, she's a blonde, she's an airhead. Oh, she's uh, very flirtatious, you know. I think that didn't put any really like scare factor into her well, ways. And all Mary and, did and, was bark. And, and, 
In Winifred's uh, words, smell. her sisters were idiots. <laughs> and SJP did a very good job of portraying that idiot, blonde, <laughs> stereotypical person that you just discussed. So one of the things that I hate in movies is narration. That's one of the things that bugs the crap out of me. And what I loved is you had this opening scene, and then you had this narration that really did a beautiful job of taking it from 300 years in the past into the future with the teacher telling the story in class. I love so that. So you kind of had a, 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 it was not narration necessarily. It was just kind of a bleeding, if you will. And I thought it was a really good way to show how much time had passed without doing this weird narration. Because uh, if you look at other witch movies, like Practical Magic has a lot of narration. It and it does, gets very exhausting. Of course, movie. it is Stockard Channing. I mean, <clears throat> anyway, you know, Stockard Channing, Angela Lansbury, Mid- okay, Sean, Sean but but Sean, Midnight Margarita is oh, practical I know, I know. magic. Oh, I mean, who doesn't want to have a Midnight Margarita and dance like that? Anyway, oh, so, wrong movie, sorry. So we make a 300-year time jump into modern day or 1993 Salem, Massachusetts. And one of the things that I really absolutely loved about this movie is that it wasn't a lot of pretense. The characters just told you who they were right away. Max was from out of town. He had, you know, balls the size of Texas. He was like, hey, yeah, because he went for Allison. Yeah. Hey, here's my phone number. And gave her his phone number in front of the entire class. So confident. How ballsy is that? I would have been like, and then she gives it back. I'm like, oh, they're playing a game. I like this game. But but wait a minute. The question is you boys. Who is going to give Allison their phone number on yeah, the I would first have, day of I would school. never have given Come on. No, never, no, come no, on. No, no, but later, knowing he was a virgin, I would have definitely. I'm the type of person that like, drops it like nets to their folder, but like secretly, <laughs> or, like, oh, here. So let's, for you. And let's back up. There was no cell phones in 1993. Yeah. This is the house phone. Your mother could answer this. Max's oh. mom with her with her, her Madonna Pointy, titties, pointy, pointy. He could have Madonna. answered that phone call. I'm sorry. That just is too, that's too much for me. I don't know if I would have All right. That. I lived through the whole house sitting there waiting for your phone call to come through. And you guys had it. So you guys are marshmallows. <laughs> marshmallows. <laughs> marshmallows. Explain. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit was the fact that Hook came out in 1991 and this movie came out in 1993. And I feel like this was trying so much to capture the magic of Hook. John Williams did the score to Hook. It was absolutely fantastic. This score was just a little flat. It was trying to be this like big orchestral score and it just didn't get there. It was like a shadowy reflection of John Williams. And I felt like this whole movie was a shadowy reflection of the, the charmingness that is Hook. Kenny Ortega, right? Is that was who was Kenny Ortega was the director. director. Yeah. Okay, but Hook was a magic movie. Yeah, Hocus Pocus is a fun movie, and no, you know when you get and I when you get Bette Midler singing oh, and fantastic. and taking the whole town over, you know who I needs Hocus John Pocus Williams? Was supposed to be a horror movie. <laughs> it was, but no, it was booked oh, as a. Is that what we're okay? I'm so lost at this point. It is Halloween. <laughs> I do miss seriously like the '90s teen heartthrobs and everything like that. You know, I wish like someone like Devin Sawa was in this movie playing Max character or like Benny the Jet Rodriguez or something like that. Benny oh, the Jet, Benny the you know, what Benny I'm the Jet could have gotten that girl. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Benny the Jet. I, was I know like, it's weird. That's why I, I could not believe Max. Max was just like, ah, whatever. Come on, Danny. Uh, then you got to meet up the, those those bullies, Jay and Ice. I mean, yeah, come on, those I are like mean- so typical '90s bullies, yo. <laughs> he did put a sister out there though. <laughs> So that's the one thing, like, okay, so he's going through 
on the way home from school, let's back up a little bit and kind of set it up. Max left school, gave Allison his number, balls of Texas steel. He goes through a graveyard to get home on his bike. And they're just like hanging out in the graveyard. Were they waiting for someone? Like, was that a normal track for yeah. people to take? Hollywood. I have a question on that. Ice. Yeah. Did they look a little bit more California-ish than he did? Max? They sort of looked like street youths from yeah. the 90s. I like Everybody's from, from I have my notes here. Typical 90s bully trying to capitalize the Beavis and Head generation. That's what they were trying to do. Okay, Seriously. I get that. I like get black that. leather yeah. studs. Like and Ren and Stimpy? Or Ren, like, yeah. Like, you know, like. I'm going to write my name in my hair. I'm going to write my name on my hair. Ice. I mean, come on, dude. That wasn't even yeah. his name. So one of the things that uh, is bad about the Witch's Brew Cocktail is it's actually a shot. So we are going to make a new shot right now. We're going to go have a new shot before we really get into the plot. And I have a feeling that this podcast is going to run a little long. So That's because mom keeps interrupting everybody. I like it. I like it. (laughs) All right. We're going to have a drink and then we'll be right back. All right. Bye, Leo. Witch's Brew. Welcome back. You guys suck. Oh, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) ah. I think we had more than one witch's tit. Uh, <laughs> so we're moving. And they in. were delicious. Limey. <laughs> I didn't know witch's tit was limey. I didn't limey. even know I liked it. Uh, all right. <laughs> so we're moving in. Did. We're moving into trick or treating. When Max takes Danny out, uh, <laughs> out to trick or treat. So we've got kind of this uh, reluctant older brother taking a younger sibling out to trick or treat. Um, one of the things I want to ask you is Jeremy and Eddie, did you guys get to trick or treat by yourselves or did you have to have supervision? No, we oh. did. We, we did by ourselves. We did it by ourselves. Like we had a pillow sack. <laughs> we had pillow sack. And, I was going to say, did you have a pillow sack? <laughs> yeah. And also, no, but I think for the most part, when I was younger, you had to kind of watch me. But then we, after a while, we separated. Right? Yeah, we didn't. We went into our own little debauchery. Yeah, you had your do. cool friends, and I was yeah, yeah, chill with my cool one friends. friend. And how old friends. were you when you stopped trick or treating? Oh, um, um, for me, Eddie has a kid now. I mean, I usually kind of take advantage. I didn't of that. stop. So I, I went straight into things. myself into a kid. So, <laughs> okay, so that's one of my favorite things is when you like you have children, and I get to go trick or treating, trick or treating with your hoodlums, and that is. It's like I'm a kid all over again. I get to walk around. I don't have to wear a hot costume. Yeah. But like, you drink. I know. Kids don't drink while they <laughs> so, trick or treat. So they just get high on candy. Yeah, no, so Selena drinks when cocktail uh, trick or treating. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, I like that. Yes, so good. yeah, we make drinks. We actually have backup drinks because one is never enough. Oh. I mean, Sean doesn't even do a podcast unless drinking is involved. So there's that <laughs> going on. Maybe I have a problem. <laughs> so we meet the bullies again, and Max has to give up his candy. Um, one of the questions I have on my notes is: Have you ever been bullied out of your candy? Never. No. Dude, that's death. I have been by my father. <laughs> we okay, would have yes. to at every Halloween we'd bring our candy in, and he would have to inspect it. Take to out make all sure the good candy. He take the- all the lollipops, everything with a <laughs> twist end, and it was like so. One time in eighth grade, I went. And I, okay, so I guess I, I want to answer that question too, even though you didn't ask me. Eighth grade is probably the year that was my last year of trick or treating. I think maybe it might have been ninth grade. I'm not, I don't know. But eighth grade, I was, went to my friend's house and I inspected the candy before. I left like five or six of the candy. Just so I knew that dad. Yeah, so it wasn't suspicious. And uh, she gave me all my blow pops and Tootsie Roll pops like at school the next day. And I was like, this is, this is genius. I should have done this like in second grade. I don't know why we didn't figure it out, but it pissed me off a little bit because he would, he would literally take away all the best 
candy. Well, our mom did that too. Yeah, but we kind of had to like roll with the dice. Like, what you got? It's like, well, you know, take you know, good luck with this. You know, it might hurt like, you, may not no, hurt yeah, you. They you were know? like, make sure you look at it. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's something white powdery on it. Mm. What's one of my favorite things is to steal from uh, from Charlotte's little little bag because well, she's not gonna eat it. Nowadays, anyway. and nowadays, uh, she's never gonna eat it. Nowadays, some of the candy that we get, I'm just like, wow, they put a lot of effort into making these little like candy bags. And there was like always a, that like, one good house with full size candy bars. Oh, oh yeah, the mansion houses. Oh, yeah, the rich people. The rich people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Garrison. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, we kind of they meander through and and find Allison's house, which is the rich people's house, which is the which is the uh, the mansion. And okay, so one of the scenes says or she's talking to Max. Oh, my parents do this every year. It's you know it's boring. And all I can think about if it's anything like our parties as adults, way better than trick or treating. Mm-hmm. Oh that part is pretty amazing, <laughs> part, actually. Well, it looked, thank it was, you. Thank you very much. You know, weird shit like was, was happening in that party. Yeah, I feel like it was going to get like off the chain in like an hour and a half. <laughs> Eyes wide shut, just yeah, about yeah, yeah, like, Oh my shut. God, I have so much champagne. <laughs> no, like all those people, people in wigs yeah. just keep partying it up. <laughs> oh, the Arnolds are very weird these days. <laughs> <laughs> Who created Yabos in the strip? Like, let's call it Yabos. Has, Has anybody ever heard of Yabos? Well, yeah, this movie. Yeah. Now, other than this movie, <laughs> no. I mean, have they ever been called Yabos? I think before? they're. I think they're coming back. <laughs> the nineties are coming back. Yeah, it's coming. It might back be. Now. It might be a Disney. Well, thing. the eighties cycled through, and now the nineties are cycling through. I just don't want the two thousands to cycle through because oh, that was man. a god awful time. Why two K, man? Come on. Oh. <laughs> Why two K? Okay, so no, let's not let's, let's okay, save yeah, for a we, different we podcast. <laughs> we digress. I hate the millennial. Anyway, mm. so. One of the things that uh, I looked at was showing off always leads to bad things. The next thing you know, witches are resurrected and lives threatened and Bette Midler has to sing a song. So, <laughs> Time out. Before we get there, whose bright idea was to actually put the museum at the actual house? Well, I mean, well, why not? Wait, That's where wait. they didn't want to touch anything and bring it. This is like, come on, guys, let's like tear down the Did house. Did anybody notice the beautiful brooms up on the wall? Wait, All I can think about is if I'm a writer. How can I make sure that the house survived for decades, 300 years? So the only way to do it is either to make it a museum or to... But they, like, they made a museum, but I'm like, come on, guys. Like that, I felt like that was a big plot. Like, well, there was a couple of things in the movie oh, where yeah. you're like... I mean, the, the writers were like, oh, how, what, how are we going to make this funny? Or how are we going to connect this? Or like Emily. Like no one gave a shit that she died. Yeah, no, no <laughs> really Not even her brother, really. He didn't even cry. Right? It was he didn't a, even cry. The dad, like, her sister the, is sitting dead with, with right? gray hair. The dad didn't even ask. He just asked, where's Thackeray? <laughs> <laughs> your, your daughter's inside. Just suck the soul out. Jeez. And, uh, and he's been transformed to a cat pretty much for like 300 years. Now, let oh. me ask you something. Why does he have like a surfer accent? When he's talking, why don't think just... he does? I think it's an old English accent. No, why? no, no. He sounds <laughs> he's like a he different... is a surfer cat for some reason. <laughs> why he's why a was different it... actor? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there we go. There why was it a meow the whole time, and then all of a sudden, oh, I can talk. Yes, I can talk. Well, like, I mean, Yo, what's going on, man? I've been okay, here for so there's years. a theory about that. Did you learn? Both yes, both? I, I. Well, it was the like of the IMDb oh. shit. <laughs> so when he was an actual cat, and he couldn't talk to his own dad. 
that because he was a cat. He rubbed his leg though. How but do you not know that's your child rubbing your leg? You would. You would know if it was Riley. I don't know. I don't know. So when the actual black flame candle was lit, oh, it activated his talking exactly. powers. Exactly. So then whoever mm. activated the black flame candle was able to communicate with. I just wish that they Thackeray. would have explained that during the movie. I one hundred percent agree with you. That would have be that would have made this movie even better. So now that so, you know, well, it's no, even so we better. don't know because so, it wasn't in the movie. So no one else could hear. Thackeray? No, no, no. Only <laughs> the people that I feel like lit he just the black flame. Saying Thackeray. I love Thackeray. So, yeah, Thackeray my third child, Thackeray. <laughs> anyway, so then we go into the house, and I have. Uh, how do they get into the house? Like, is it not locked? I just know. What house? The museum. The, the museum. House. Yeah. No, oh no! There. Oh, ever. Yeah, you can get it. It's in like there. my house every Saturday, every other Saturday <laughs> night. So no ring. Then he picks up a lighter, and uh, did anyone like? This is the coolest way to light a lighter in the oh, history of lighters. Because so he's cool. he's like showing off for Allison, and he <laughs> throws it against his leg and just like blah blah, and it's just yeah, you have it written in your notes. In my like, notes, aren't you supposed to put fluid in that? You know, it's Let's not get too deep yeah. into the plot yeah, I mean, here. The fluid on. goes away unless you yeah. light light. Uh, light so light. when do they have lighters there? I mean, come on, fluids. I mean. This guy, every time he was on screen, I cringe every time he was trying to be like, Aww. dude, I did. I did not like the character, man. What? I did not like Max. Sorry. <clears throat> so we have the cat attack. Or I'm sorry. Back up for a second. Coolest way to light a lighter. And the reason that the lighter, by the way, you asked why they're selling lighters is because that's the only way he could have lit the black flame candle because this ain't 1954 and nobody smokes. So you've got to you've got to connect the pieces here. All right. You, you have the the oh, house man. has to be open it in order for them to get like in. A lot of I didn't ask that question. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's 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 I can see it. It's a it's a team of writers like how are we going to have him light the black flame candle? We have a display of Zippo lighters. We can throw Zippo in there and get at least a little bit of money for it. That's a lot, a lot of fishing right there. Man. Yeah. Uh, so then the uh, the Virgin lights the black flame candle. Okay. Can we talk about the virgin? the virgin? Can I also ask if there's going to be a sequel so that we can find out if he actually loses his virginity after <laughs> the movie? There's because a lot of talk about Inquiring that. minds want to know, and I'm one of those minds. Okay, so I'm just excited that the Virgin was not a woman. And was a guy. No, I thought I mean, that's that, cool. I thought that was totally cool. Well, it kind of flipped the script a little bit because you expected. Yeah, because American be... Pie isn't like that at all. <laughs> so was she not a virgin? Well, we don't know. Was she? Know. We don't know. He offered her to light the candle, and she kind of said no. But I think that was because she was legitimately afraid of what would happen if you lit the ancient uh, candle made from the fat of a. She believed man. that. She believed. I mean, I think she maybe she was a wee bit of a hitter, and I mean, she didn't want anyone to know. Hung? Or it, the man could be hung or I've he could be ways. hanged. Anyway. No, it would be a different thing. So then we have the witches the witches come back. <laughs> the witches come back and we get our first kind of look at um, a younger, not uh, younger versions of the characters. And you've got Sarah Jessica Parker, who literally steals every scene because she's looking for her lucky rat's tail. Uh, everything that, that she perfect. does I is just, that. That yeah. oh, it's so still funny. here. She's just like up there and I'm like, <laughs> and she pulls it down. That, that part made me laugh out loud. So one of the things that I really thought was good uh, that held up, it's from 1993, this movie. The CGI of the cat, the CGI yes. actually yes. was believable. Was yeah. yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think the witches flying on their brooms didn't look too well because, you know, they you saw the strings as they were actually, you know, flying around. I mean, come on. I didn't believe it until she got on the vacuum, so there's that. <laughs> 
Why would she get on the vacuum, by the way? She has no idea what a vacuum is. Okay, so she got to suspend her disbelief because, okay, she doesn't know. She has no idea what a vacuum is. There's some plot holes there. There's a lot of plot holes, but just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. So uh, That's what makes this a Hallmark movie. But once again, you get through the plot where the witches only have one night to basically do what they need to do. They're going to be dead at sunrise. And I think that's it's it's thin or it's a a, a lean plot. There's not a lot of fat on. It. There's not a lot of extra. It's it's almost like the writers wanted jokes, physical humor. Did you know? Wait, wait, time it, time it, time it, time it. This is Kim. Hey guys, this is Kim. <laughs> Kim, welcome back. Welcome downstairs. <laughs> Kim was upstairs. So Kim was upstairs. She said to come downstairs and actually hang out with us. And now she's actually got some facts for you guys. I had a fact. But hold on. Well, wait, wait. I can pause, right? For a second. No, this is live. It's, it's hot. Live. It's Shut hot. Five, four. Okay, so I don't remember the reason. I have to look it up. But this movie was not released around Halloween time. It was released in July because. Did you already say that? Yeah, because Nightmare Before there. Christmas was. Uh, Damn it. I thought I was going to give you a No, it's good. I like it. I like it. And he's like, yeah, I thought it was going to be good. Uh huh. That was gonna be my one contribution. <laughs> so Tha- Tha- Thackeray, so Thackeray Binks as a character, I think, is probably my favorite character in the whole movie. Yes. Why? Um. Why? First Why? of all, he's immortal. Why? Second of all, he's just badass. Not, not by he's a choice. saucy cat. He's a saucy cat. <laughs> he's, he's he's always hitting people with his paws. He's I mean, serious? he knocks the he knocks the potion out of her hand at the end of the movie. He <laughs> saves them all. All the humans are flailing about on the ground. He's the hero. Zachary Thackeray. has to. Thackeray. 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 Thackeray has to because he let his. Sister. He didn't let his sister die. He did. He, he went did against not save three, his sister. He went against three full-grown witches and okay. almost survived. He waited. But, but he waited. that is his. He had to do that because he, he let had guilt. his. He did. It he almost did. looked like the same thing was going to happen, but Matt jumped in sooner and stopped that right away. So one of the things that I absolutely loved about this movie was the fact that they used modern or quasi-modern technology to just foil the witches, to just ruin their to ruin their lives. So he puts the lighter up and, and brings okay. down the rain of death, and they just they think it's the they, they don't understand. They think it's the rain is gonna kill them. And, and then, then later later so uh, so they steal the book from the Sanderson sisters and they head over to the grave where you get introduced to our I think our last character which is Billy, um, Billy Butcherson. Butcherson. So let's talk about Doug Jones. It is That's Billy. That's he's Billy. seriously the highlight for me in this film. Doug Jones is a phenomenal actor. I mean, his last role he did was the he played the creature in The Shape of Water. Actually, actually, I think he was in. Um, I want to say he's in Star Trek right now. And he, oh, is he? The way he does his mannerisms, the way how he is and whatnot, he is uh, just a joy to watch. He's one of those underrated actors. And seriously, when you go to one of those Comic-Cons, you see him there, you're like, oh, if there's George Clooney and Doug Jones, you're going to go see Doug Jones before George Clooney. That's just how he is. Yeah, he's playing Commander Saru in Star Trek, and he's, once again, is like an alien-type character. And he's legit. He's so good. I might see George Clooney Do you know that he ad-libbed his line to Bette Midler? With the buck tooth. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. No, explain the audience because they may not know that actually. What happened on that? Explain it. Go for it. So I have to look at the quote. Because I have a little thing. Those little moths that he had in his mouth were actually moths. I know. That's commitment. You mean when he cut his lip? Yeah, when he cut his lip, those were actual moths. I know. I know. That was pretty good. That is commitment. No, no, no. Go ahead because I don't have my information. Well, basically, he had a quote where he calls her a wench, a trollop. 
Yeah, so, and that was all an ad lib. He's just, I've been waiting to say that for three centuries. And the buck, buck tooth. Buck tooth, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> but one of the things that I really loved is, so there's a lot of hidden lines. You got to watch this movie. It's very oh. dense. Because he called, uh, Winnie calls him a maggot museum. <laughs> oh, I've, I've heard that. <laughs> and it's just, it's just hysterical. So you've got, and uh, once again, you have witches, you have a black flame candle lit by a virgin, and then you've got this weird <laughs> zombie. Like, all of this, like, you're, you're talking about, Oh, she didn't know what a vacuum was. Suspend your disbelief a little bit. Like, there's a lot of shit in this movie that you've got to take but with a grain of salt. Are you, are the you book doing has an a eye comedy? For are you sake. doing a horror film? It's like <laughs> this is, it, it was a comedy movie. horror. We had a sex comedy. Why can't we have a? Comedy I just horror? can't this bite. Is, this, is, this, this is this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like, wait, let's do a movie. This is '90s Disney, okay? Which is like, let's make a movie about submarine virgins killing children, hanging. <laughs> And but we'll make it a PG movie. And maybe let's put the devil in there in hell. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's have Satan, the book Satan. of dead. Oh, I've been it, there. Thank the you. I found the quite lovely. So That's what classic Disney. So we've got one of my favorite scenes coming up, which is when they're heading out to chase the children or chase Max and Danny and Allison and they reach the road. Oh, and they step on it. And the oh road, gosh, I love that. And maybe the road the they think it's yeah, it's and then uh, and then uh and then Sarah Jessica Parker, she's perhaps it is not too deep. And she, the way she extends her leg, like she's so tentative. And then Bette Midler just pushes her ass onto the, onto the road. road. Anyway, that's when they meet the bus driver um, and then find their way to the devil's house. Played absolutely wonderful. Uh, or actually, Penny Marshall to me was the more. I lost five pounds. Like she was. Medusa, the devil's, the <laughs> devil's woman. The devil Life. married Medusa. Do you see the Gary Marshall? And, Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall. And Penny Marshall. Yeah. Brother and sister. Brother playing, and sister. Yeah. Playing um, husband and wife. And you have kind of this interesting, like, it's they take the world that they're living in so literally. And it's so funny to have people do that. Like, they don't understand the concept of Halloween. They don't understand the concept of costumes. Everything about what they're doing is very literal. Because that was their world. Like when the little angel, the little girl dresses as an angel says, bless you. And they go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that made me, I, I laugh. I am hard. thinking, Jeremy, though, as, as you kind of described this movie. No, no. It, this could have been a horror movie. Like a horrible horror movie with weird witches. Oh wait, like that movie Witches with Angelica Houston. That thing was terrifying. Oh, I love scary. That movie. that movie is scary. The big rat. I was just gonna say the big rat. Do you I remember that, that movie, movie. Jeremy? I, I oh, that's that when movie. Angelica Houston pulled off her face and was a witch underneath. Yeah. It was love terrifying, that. and oh, it was like witches. That's wait, wait, weren't there little like rats? And yeah, stuff yeah, like they that? turned the kids into mice. <laughs> that one is freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I still have nightmares. How old is that movie? That was scary. I bet it was. I bet it was ninety eighty nine. I say ninety one. No, ninety two. Right. It was around Gosh, the same time. It was nineties. Got me. That was my first horror movie. I guess. I love the the boys had like the boy had like this cool little contraption of like the ball going all over the place. I was mm-hmm. like, always want that, but now, I, don't was want, that, I, don't, I don't want to be a little mouse, so I don't want, I don't want this. I think our favorite movie when we were growing up was Matilda. Oh, I loved she Matilda. Was, she was so cute. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out, but yeah. No. I remember watching that movie. I like the you. Witches movie. I, that was yeah. scared the crap out of me. I remember. There's a couple of movies that I remember scaring the crap out of me. Uh, E.T. was one that scared the crap out of me. Of course. E.T.? I know. E. Phone home? Well, no, come on. <laughs> the, the Wizard of Oz. I, the Wizard of Oz? The monkeys well, the freaked mon- me the hell out. The monkeys, come on. But, but really? <laughs> I know, I'm weird. It's horrible. That's why I don't like horror movies. It's terrible. Anyway. E.T. scared me. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
So then we get to the point where the kids are trying to tell their parents like something's going on. And uh, you get what I think the whole movie was a vehicle for this song for Ben Midler to sing. Mm -hmm, and it was absolutely. such a wonderful scene. It, a lot of times when you change directions in a movie, it's really hard. You go from fun kids movie to horror movie or now we've gone from fun kids movie to like this musical right musical number we're breaking out right in the middle but for some reason it just worked so well like their 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 song entranced the adults and one of the things that is notorious in disney movies is there's oblivious parents right like, <laughs> always <laughs> oblivious or like, like non-existent yeah. either yeah, dead oblivious or out of town are we talking like, about madonna <laughs> only the mother uh, madonna yeah madonna mother. madonna there was a lot of people in that uh, that scene too when you saw them i felt like you know, you saw Asian that like uh, felt like, oh, wow, there's really stereotyping people right now. In yeah. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, here's a place for diversity. Let's just stuff them into one room. <laughs> it would have been cool, though, if they, you know, how, like, oh, they have to dance to like five in the morning to start seeing the the parents. like get a little tired dancing. Like, yeah. oh, my God. But they were. I know, would have liked to see the parents going off with people that weren't their spouses, forgetting. I would have. Yeah, like a bowl where all Disney their keys got dropped into. It's, they're hanging people. They're killing children. Yeah, why not have I mean, a bowl with everyone's keys in it? Let's make this <laughs> like, right. let's Dark make this film, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we get to the part where uh, they're putting the kids there. Are there? The kids are, are chasing the, the witches into the school to try and burn them in the uh, furnace. And Max does his very cool uh, radio station Jack voice. Nicholas. I liked that. Which I feel like that's what Jeremy does <laughs> when he's on the radio. Jeremy, do you, do you speak French? I don't speak French. I wish I could, actually. My God. Um, we get to the point where we think the witches are dead. They've been burned at the school. And all of a sudden, everyone goes home. And like we talked about with Scream, never fall asleep during a horror movie. Right. That is the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Never, and never open go the book. <laughs> never go upstairs. Don't go upstairs. So they do two things. They fall asleep and then they open the book. But I have to say, you you keep saying Max couldn't get Allison. Well, she was snuggled up into his arms That's in bed That's because there. he acted like a hero, but he wasn't oh, really a hero cool. yet. Max was not cool. Max was not oh. cool. There was no, the was only cool, cool factor that he had was that he was from California. You and know, he was, he was a good big brother. He was nerdy boy. <laughs> the, he it, was he was good, but he was trying to be bad. So one of the things we haven't really talked about is Thor Birch, who is absolutely amazing. Fantastic. Oh yeah. So love. you you know, acting wasn't great, but Thor Birch, Thor Birch is literally the highlight act acting of this movie. She is fantastic. She's strong. She's a great character, um, and she's always in trouble, which is my favorite thing. <laughs> but uh, she takes second. <laughs> to Binks. She's second. <laughs> Thackeray. Binks. Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks. But she always speaks her mind. She does. Did we ever get history about the book? Because it looked like seriously like... It was made of human skin. But it yeah. looked like the Book of Dead from Evil Dead. That's what it looked I've like. I've never seen I that I was movie. thinking you the mummy. Not, it's wait, like Sean, never open You will never in a million years watch that film. She was in uh, American mm -hmm. Beauty? Love. No, she was in Now and Then. Remember now that and Then. That was Now and Then. That was one of my favorites. American was that the Walmart yeah. baby movie? No, this is the one with the four friends. Yeah, Now and Then with no. Rosie O'Donnell. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Yeah. No. American Beauty. You need to welcome the chick flicks. Like, you need a little chick flick in your life. <laughs> you, you really think that? You need that? a little chick in your life. Girls, I'll give you his number I later. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new dating app called... <laughs> Three and a half gentlemen. Well, I mean, gentlemen. I was. Asked, I was. I was some people don't day, know how to spell. I was asked why I started a podcast, and it's to find a wife. <laughs> I know you're out there. <laughs> Hopefully, Maybe. you live in like Idaho and you hunt. And you like to she listen to this podcast. Yeah, and she's like really into podcasts. And you drink beer. <laughs> and, and you drink your blood. And you're. <laughs> 
I'm just, just I don't yeah, it's snowflakes. I think you uh, just made a good case for yourself. I think you're gonna have maybe five DMs in the morning. Uh, <laughs> what is a DM? It's a direct message. Yeah, on you have Instagram. to know what a DM means. You, come on. Come on. It's uh. okay, he already in my DMs. <laughs> you all know that song. I don't know what that is. You wouldn't. Anyway. It's not sung by Frank Sinatra. We fly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> or Otis Redding. <laughs> or any of the above mentioned. <laughs> I do get accused all the time of like. <laughs> Here, I'll throw a no, recent one Kim, out. Kim says Michael Buble. Can we listen to anyone who's alive? <laughs> yeah, she's like, don't put it on this station. <laughs> like, seriously, I just want non-dead artists. One time. <laughs> Go. Anyway, ah, <laughs> you would be so good right now. With your <laughs> microphone. So we've got, uh, we kind of. Oh God, I'm, I'd say I'm just derailed. No, uh, the bullies get captured by the Winifred sisters. Danny gets captured by the Sanderson sisters. Sanderson sisters. Oh, sorry, not the Winifred sisters. I've had a couple of cocktails, and yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so she goes after this. Uh, uh, Winnie goes after revenge instead of like helping the rest of the kids. And this is, I think, her downfall and the sister's downfall. Big mistake. So basically, we have the confrontation uh, at the house where they steal Danny, and then another confrontation at the uh, uh, Sanderson sister's house. And one of the things that, once again, we've got kind of, oh, yeah. So that's how, how creepy was that with the nail? The just, nail cutting through. I, remember I that. loved that. Yeah, it, it was, was like creepy. kind of weirdly satisfying. I was like, oh, I that's ooh. ooh I'm gonna oh. try that. Hmm. They don't have a ring security system. No, they do ring, not. If you're out there, we would love, love. a sponsor. Her nails were really well. System. Was her Thank nails you, on ring. point? Her nails were on point. Her nails oh. were on point. point. Right. Like literally. And her breakdowns were like, I mean, her nails were like part of her her costume. costume I feel like they were. Yeah. Anyway. So we go back to the Sanderson sisters' house uh, where they're brewing the potion again. And, and um, I can't. Oh, and, and Sarah Jessica Parker sings her song. You, oh, yeah. She sings a song to get all the kids to walk to the, the creepy, their house. Right. So that was creepy. Um, that's like, so. Mom, oh, oh uh, can I also say, like, that was the most she spoke in the movie was when she sang. <laughs> And why did they have her sing it? I thought that was Beth's thing. Like, I thought she was a singer. I know. I was sitting there. I was like, I didn't know she could sing. No, and I was like, you know what? SJP, that's pretty good. Mm. Pre-sex in the I city. I think if pre-sex I was. Pre-sex in the city. Yeah, though. pre-sex in the city for sure. I wonder how, I mean, if you look at her development as, like, as an actor, okay? So there was a movie that she was in with um, uh, Striking Distance. Bradley Cooper? Stri- no, Striking Distance. My favorite my favorite movie of hers. Yeah. So she, they were on a river uh, and they were like police officers on the river. And it was called Striking Distance. Really she good movie. She was like, she played like a real character. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. she was and like they serious. they were looking for a serial killer. And they were it looking actually for a serial came out, It came out the same year, by the way. Mm. No. No. No, it didn't. So I got to watch this Striking one. Distance, Striking Distance. Striking Distance Put this one on the list of the podcast. I have it upstairs. You, you got to borrow it. But literally, so one of the things, if you look at her her rise as an actress. I feel like she wasn't supposed to be famous. Like she wasn't supposed to be, she had that little bump on her nose. She was kind of not, not that, that good of an a, actress. Oh, you mean the, the, the mole? More, more, whatever. And then all of a sudden she gets like launched into sex in the city in like quickly. It was like her, her rise was super fast. Well, after this movie, she did that one kind of a uh, movie called honeymoon in Vegas. Oh Never saw oh, it. Oh yeah. She was the love interest to Nicolas Cage. You know, it's, it's a really mm-hmm. good movie. I think he would actually like that movie. I'll have to give it a oh try. Give it a try. Go for it, Sean. So then we go uh, from the Sanderson sisters' house into the cemetery where we kind of have our final battle. 
Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I had to take a drink. I'm, this I'm is just, where the vacuum is. Prevalent. I'm parched. Yeah. So we've got all three witches getting different things. Uh, Winifred, of course, gets a, a modern style broom. And then you've got Sarah who gets a mop. And then you've got Mary who gets on the vacuum. Cleaner that I feel she like she might need the electric. That one, no, she, she enjoyed it. She enjoyed there. it. She enjoyed it. What did she like about it? The vibrations. The, the vibrations. <laughs> I, so I bet she felt it in her witch's teeth. Like we've had some problems in this in this movie with continuity and with kind of how the stories comes together. But you have the scene where they're driving away in the expedition or explorer, whatever it is. And uh, Bette Midler comes on her broom right next to her. And she goes, pull over. You don't have a driver's permit. I'm like, you're from 1693. I know you're afraid (laughs) of the buses, but somehow you know about that. (laughs) And then she says, uh, you're resisting arrest. It's like there were no police officers in 16, whatever the hell she's yeah, you, missed, you, you missed 300 years. How the yeah. hell do you know this? Yeah. So I'm just going to have it. You know, it's it's these are the things that you have to look beyond in order to really enjoy what I think is a great movie. It's a great movie. It's just I'm going to remember you saying this. It's got some problems. I'm going to remember you saying this. It's got some problems. It's got some problems. <laughs> anyway, so Billy the zombie is back and he throws out one of the best shade in the world to Winnie. Uh, when he called, I always thought when I was a kid, I was thought she, he called her a bitch. No, no, Disney would never call anybody I think a bitch. We already That's decided we... that this was Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Disney, aka Hallmark. So, but once again, Jeremy, to your point, you've got a zombie getting his head knocked off. I mean, this is violent. Like a few times, I think it was twice. Well, and then stupid Danny risks her safety to, to reattach a zombie's head. Leaves the salt. Always, yeah. It's just Realistically, <laughs> that means uh, Billy eats <laughs> Danny's brains because Billy is a zombie and, Bi- and zombies like brains. But well, Billy he's a nice zombie. is a Bullshit. Zombie. Zombie's hungry. <laughs> he died 300 years ago, right? Right. Wouldn't he just be like all skeleton and everything like that? You <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know. I think yeah. Billy's special. You know, I mean, he so maybe pretty, there's like, that. Hey, Doug, Doug Jones is a fantastic actor. He's not that good. Okay. <laughs> That would be really hard to just show like bones. You yeah, know I mean, like, like, you the cat would be like Jason the Argonauts. It would be like Jason the Argonauts, right? With the skeleton, the stop motion skeletons. <laughs> I'm just, just saying chasing for the kids. Well, anybody that wants moths in his mouth. <laughs> for a 300 year old body, I mean, yeah, dead so body. Yeah. Once again, Banks, I hope I look that good when I'm 300. <laughs> once again, Thackeray Bing saves the day by jumping and and you know Winnie's got that little bit of potion left over. He knocks it out of her hand, and I mean. Honestly, Thackeray is the the hero of the story. Max, he took the the potion. He did take he, the potion, yeah, and he let her suck half of his um, you know, right. spirit, when life. You, when you show up a little bit, like after, like I mean, she was sucking a while. So when you right. when I you mean, show me with you a little think gray that she hair, would be like, yeah, like, like at least like, a rogue like, streak, like, yes. like yeah, come on, like yeah, you come back, like hi, I'm Max. Oh, we want you out of me now till I'm 18 years old. Now. That's <laughs> kind of, but that's kind of Rapunzel. So apparently, he became a smoker. Is that what you? Some of his like some of his age got sucked away a little bit, but he's well, like, oh, he came back the same. What age about just- the next scene when a sixteen-year-old virile boy cannot get away from an aging Bette Midler? Like, <laughs> like, at what point do we just suspend disbelief and kind of say maybe you know he she he. You know. <laughs> He put up a fight. He put up a fight. He just rolled over. I didn't say he rolled a good over. fight. He's tired. He's okay. so tired. So Bette Midler. Whoa. Oh, that's the vodka. Ooh, Bette Midler. 
She's tough. So in the end, the sun rises. All three witches perish. Poof. And we've got. Wait, wait. Why does Bette Midler turn into a statue? Okay. And then why does it poof? I had that perfect that question, too. Because I wanted them all three mo- in the and cemetery mom together. Said, mom said it was because she was the most important character. So she got a statue for all of 15 seconds? I and, think. And I think it's at the, you know, like. Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood Planet. Hollywood Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood in eight, in Florida. They did eight statues of her, and one of them is in Planet Hollywood. So I think she's the star. I she's think the the, re- the reason that she yeah. was in stone is because she stepped in the graveyard, and she wasn't supposed to. Right? They were like flying over That's the graveyard. Right? They were not allowed to step foot in the cemetery. Hallowed ground. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love how I think yeah. everyone just got so the ship. So all the mom. witches are vanquished. So they're talking about a sequel with the same actors. No, actresses. see, that's the thing is Bette Midler said they hadn't approached her. And a Hocus Pocus sequel without Bette Midler is not a Hocus Pocus well, of course. sequel. Sarah they're Jessica gonna, Parker said no. Also. They're going to do it. But Leonardo, said Leonardo no. DiCaprio said that he what would come back doing? and play they're Max. Gonna, they're what gonna is do, she doing? They're going to do it with the kids that took the, 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 the city brooms. Movie. Remember Halloween? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All those kids that took the yeah, brooms. Sex and the City 7. Those yeah. three kids that took the brooms. They just... I'm sorry. Come see our witch's tits. Cut that one out. No, that's fine. I'm good with it. <laughs> it's almost like overboard. Do you really want to redo it? No, you you know No, like, you don't. You don't. Stop. And I and I did see the You can redo. make actually a good TV I, series of okay, this. Okay, but I did see the redo of Overboard. And if they hadn't done all the Wait, subtitles with with Kurt Russell and Goldie yeah. Hawn? Yeah. They redid yeah. it with... Why did you redo, redo a that? movie with Goldie Hawn? So they redid no, it with... Why would you do that uh, movie? Anna Faris. You can't do that movie. Anna yeah. Faris. A, yeah. Oh, Anna Faris. Okay. But, Anna Faris. okay, so you love Anna Faris because Anna Faris is very cute. Yeah. And yeah. I have like to it. tell you, I watched <laughs> it, and had they not done all the subtitles, would have been pretty cute. Right. Would have been good. All I would, right, like, I would so like to see a movie that be done maybe the years of Thackeray Beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it a little fucking name. Man. Yeah, make, oh, my uh, gosh. You know, like this a, was a 300-year mark there. What the hell were you doing for 300 I years? I mean, seriously, I know. And how many people That's did That's called you, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I don't know if you've yeah. seen Oh, show. Salem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cat was more believable. <laughs> that cat also was a dick. Uh, all right, so... Binks dies, but the real Binks gets to be with his sister, and you've got kind of a really nice little tie-up of the movie. But why doesn't he run to his sister? Like, you've been waiting 300 years, and you're like, oh, there's my sister, like, on the other side of the gates. Now I'm going to have to watch because her again because mom and dad are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, I waited for this. He had to Birch and say goodbye. Oh, they were best he friends now. Danny. So they he were best friends Danny. after 12 hours. <laughs> right. He told Danny he would always, wait, what did you say? You know, I Danny it. and Danny and Thackeray <laughs> were best friends after 12 hours. Well, I mean, I think they had the same relationship that his. <laughs> anyway, I my favorite Special. line: Thackeray Binks, where have you been? Like, like you know, like you've been seriously in the trees for three hundred years. It's like at some point you just kind of give up. Uh, they were just Thackeray. going for the going for the line: the virgin candle. The virgin candle. <laughs> and that brings us to the interrupt review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides its score on our scale zero to five. Eddie. Can you take us through our scale, please? Oh, I certainly can. Zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel-good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber or lifting home. Four, you're going to rough morning walk of shame. Five, blackout, shit face, spring break drunk. Okay, let's start with myself. <laughs> I want to get this over with. My favorite thing is when you're yeah, when you're in control. Okay, well, go ahead. My favorite part is it's like, who am I going to pitch? Because This is honestly, if you're listening, it's a random pitch. So it's like, who do I want to pitch right now? Like, so honestly, my I'm gonna, this is how I'm going to go. 
this is this movie is great. Like it was a movie that still to this day I'll watch with my kids. I want them to watch every part of this and every Chris, every Christmas, every Halloween we're gonna have this movie playing. Now is the movie good? No. <laughs> <laughs> there, wow. Okay, I didn't say it was bad, but like it's not like there's a major plot holes and I mean like there's I'm looking back at it and like okay like this could have been easily. Like it just I mean, some it parts. Hour, it was like an hour and thirty three. It's, it's a Hallmark movie, but I enjoy it. I still watch it every Halloween, so that's why I'm gonna rate it a little bit low. So I still enjoy it. There's some parts in it I laugh now. Like I have definitely aged with the movie. The movie I think actually stands pretty good with age. I think overall, it's like I enjoy it more than I used to then. So after just thinking about it long and hard, interesting words <laughs> I had. Uh, I'm long gonna and give, hard. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna give it a, a three. I'm gonna Uber and uh, right. lift home. So. Mom, wow. why don't you take us through yeah, your three. review? I think maybe you want to kick me out right now. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. Because I think I can watch this movie with a shot. Oh, that's Ooh. fine. Man. Anytime, anywhere. Ooh. And I know that this is, you know, this is different for you guys. Any scene from this movie has so much going on, you don't know which, which <laughs> to focus on. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> And each witch is as entertaining as the other two. I loved how they char- uh, they chanted together and moved together. This movie always makes me laugh, and the dialogue never stops. It's by no means a work of art, and I don't think Sarah Jessica Parker even knew what the movie was about. <laughs> <laughs> she was in her own little world, but it's a non-scary movie I can watch with my kids and look forward to each Halloween. All right, so a point five. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think? I totally get the nostalgic feeling of this film. I mean, you know, it's the 90s. I represent the 90s, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's a hard movie to get through and not without rolling your eyes. I mean, come on, yo. It's very. Do you mean I, like on the board? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. one eye? <laughs> it's very campy. It's not scary. It's very hallmarkish. I mean, it is what it is. Um, you never get a background of the story of the origins of the Sanders sisters. The movie does not know what if it wants to be a scary film or a comedy film. It took me seriously a few days to watch. Yes, it did. It took me a few days to watch this and everything like that. A few days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was an hour and thirty-three minutes. It, it, it was, I it watched was it today at work. A few days. <laughs> it took me a few days to finish this movie. I don't know, like it's ninety-three minutes, but it took me a few days. <laughs> It's um. So you guys talked me out to sh- my score. You guys talked me out of score because I was gonna give it a five, <laughs> but I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four because you know what it is something that is transition to Halloween. It is a part of our culture. I do like that. I do like it that when I have a child, some of that, I'll be able to sit down and watch it. There's a lot of plot holes in the movie. It doesn't really flow too well, but you know what? I get the nostalgic feeling for it. So for me, it is a rough morning walk of shame. Christy. Christy, Wait. save save the score. First of all, I just wanna I just wanna know, like, did you spend three days blackout drunk just trying to get through the movie? Like, did that happen? The second day, I don't even remember anything. <laughs> okay, so I didn't realize that we all had to come with our review. Like, everyone has like their paperwork and everything. I'm like, oh, I'll review it as we go, and it's like I've seen this movie a million times. I'm gonna go with a happy buzz to because for me to like have to watch a movie with my kids, I have to be happily buzzed. So it gets that. I love this movie. I could probably watch it completely sober, which I did today while working. Don't tell my bosses, Mary Rose or Sean. I work for them both. Uh, told on myself, but um, yeah. Please, I, I told her to drop everything. This is more. Important. Yeah, she, yeah. I was like, Sean, I can do the podcast. He goes, Don't work. Watch the movie. So I watched the movie and I worked and I drank. Just kidding, I didn't drink. 
Yeah. That would get me fired. Right? <laughs> uh, but no, I would say a happy buzz because it's just, I've always loved this movie. Like, it's just a feel-good movie. It's a movie I watch every Halloween. It's like you have your staples, Halloween, Christmas. I mean, not really Thanksgiving unless you watch, uh, what's the one with the... Planes, trains, and With the Macy's what? Parade. <laughs> well, it starts off Thanksgiving. Oh. Miracle on the Roof. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I love this movie. If it's on TV, I record it. And I say, oh, I'm going to record this for my kids. And then it's like, <laughs> it's my weekend without my kids. And I'm like, I'm going to watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna like it, and so yeah, I would say too a happy buzz. And I know that was not as good as the rest of your reviews, but no, no it's so, perfect. So that's, far, that's it's actually two, three. I like that. Three, two, three, four and a half. <laughs> All right, I'll round it out. <clears throat> so for me, this movie was a like an atom bomb of nostalgia. I remember uh, as a kid, not with kids, <laughs> as a kid, <laughs> I remember laughing at Bette Midler. I if you watched it with kids, <laughs> that would be weird. I remember laughing at Sarah Jessica Parker the whole time, just amuck, amuck, amuck. I mean, how many times did we use that? The lines from this movie are hysterical. Um, that being said, I agree with Jeremy. I think there's a ton of plot holes, a ton of problems with this movie. But at the same time, I really enjoyed it. So I, what I did in reviewing and choosing my score is I went to our master list and I looked at some of the movies that we have. Did I like it better than Big Lebowski? Absolutely. Point Break without a question. <laughs> Scream, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Point Break in, in and of itself should be it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> don't get me started on that it's movie. It's Halloween season. I don't know how Point Break gets into the conversation I've been really working of this. hard. I'm really working hard. I want to really regrade that movie. That's your fault. Anyway, I'm sorry. So, where I run into kind of movies that I like better than it is when I get to North by Northwest and Twilight and Tombstone. But um, I really think this movie deserves its place on a good place on the list. Um, it doesn't deserve to be near the bottom. It deserves to be right in the middle because I think it's an average movie. And for what it is, a Halloween above average non horror movie, I think I think it's really good. This is like a half a, sh a shot or a full one for me because I enjoy the hell out of this movie every Halloween. But as I look at the movie, I realize it's not that good. So I look at it on our list and I put it and I think it should be somewhere around a two to a two and a half. So to me, you know, just to balance it out, I think I'm going to put it at a two. I think he's smart to read it a two. I rated it a two. <laughs> I mean, I mean, anyway, Eddie, I mean, when we take those scores. <laughs> And add them up and divide them by five. What yes. do we get? Surprisingly, it's by five. So should we get Kim's take on a whole, it? There's a whole new, uh, yeah, there's a whole new metric here. Yeah, it's a whole new metric. So that's a 2.3. A 2.3. And a 2.3 lands us right between, let's see. Oh, Twilight God, that's exactly right. Between Twilight and North by Northwest. So that, it's at an eight right now on, on our scale. Why did North Which, by Northwest get so I know, that so one. Low? I don't know you guys. So high? I'm rethinking <laughs> your... See, so I actually, I feel like that's a good spot, though, for Hocus Pocus. Just, I mean, it is a movie that... So it's right true. in the eight spot. I feel like depending on the type of day I'm having, I could give it a three, I could give it a two and a half. Like if I'm having a great day with the family, well, I could watch it like that. And a 2.5 on our scale. And, th and think about with your family. Yeah. And I can say, they enjoyed it the other night. They yeah. definitely enjoyed it. It makes me happy. A 2.5 on our scale is average. That is the average movie. Is this movie above average? Yes, I think it is. Above so... <laughs> anyway alright if you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening and give us a five star review on iTunes uh, one of the things that I want to kind of bring up is we need reviews in order to grow the podcast we need to, someone to go on and with their little fingers type out a review on iTunes or on Stitcher or on uh, SoundCloud where are we? We're also Spotify. On, uh, Spotify. Spotify we're also on uh, iHeartRadio uh, we're also on 
a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Google Podcasts. Google yeah. Podcasts. Give us a physical review. Rate us five stars and let us grow. Uh, I think I think that's that's just my plea for all of you. Next week we have an audience pick. Uh, Jeremy, you want to tell us, reveal to the audience what our pick was for uh, for next <laughs> oh, week. I like that. Oh my gosh. Well, Evan. <laughs> so the winner of our our online poll which i still think is not exactly uh certified results it's certified I, it's certified I, it's certified i can't wait for you to watch it anyway so yeah i'm not looking forward to this one but i'm sure it'll be a good review uh if you're interested you can find us on instagram at the dot gentleman podcast you can visit our website see upcoming movies at the gentleman podcast.com if you want to reach out to us you can do so by email at hosts at the gentleman podcast.com thank you all for listening and we will see you soon hey by the way Thank you, Mary Rose. Christy, you guys were oh, damn. fantastic. I totally forgot. Yeah. Thank you so much for, uh, for you know, for contributing. Thank you. Cheers. I hope we didn't turn. We didn't, <laughs> didn't do too bad. Well, I didn't. <laughs> Cheers, gentlemen Cheers. and ladies. Cheers. 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 Too many witches titties. It's not a cheers if you don't clinky clink. Well, we don't need to talk about breaking glasses, okay? I knew it was going to happen the first time. It was like...